Welcome to the third episode of ESCP Live, our digital talk show where we bring together experts from the ESCP community and beyond to talk about the hot management and leadership trends of our time. Today, we'll be answering the question, are businesses ready for their entrepreneurial employees? In an uncertain and constantly evolving world, many leaders are looking for that entrepreneurial mindset with the hope that it might bring innovation and agility to the business. But are these businesses prepared to help their entrepreneurial employees thrive? To answer this question, we've brought in two special guests who are here with me in the studio, Marianne Penenera, who is a global HR director in Fragrances and Beauty, and Maiva Tordo, the director of ESCP's incubator, The Blue Factory. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for the invitation. Great. Thanks. Let's dive right in then with the first question um, that really sparked why we wanted to look into this topic. Because it felt to me that almost every job posting these days includes something like entrepreneurial or entrepreneurial mindset. In your experience, is this a buzzword that we're seeing or does it represent an actual you know, economic and societal shift? I'd say um, it's probably more of a trend looking into soft skills and mad skills, um, more than hard skills only. Mm -hmm. And um, there is a strong assumption that if you are an entrepreneur or intrapreneur, um, you, you're more likely to bring a set of values, a set of behaviors, and um, a certain level of curiosity and humility that can change the world and can change the culture of a company. So I'd say a major trend for sure. That's really interesting. It's more of a marker of what the, those personal qualities and those interpersonal skills are going to be in that candidate. Maiva, you, you work with entrepreneurs on a daily basis. Do you see some of those qualities that she mentioned reflected in the people you work with? Yeah, I couldn't answer if there is entrepreneur within the uh, job offers, uh, but uh, I can speak from the entrepreneur side. And I think, in fact, that um, most of the people looking for jobs, they want uh, autonomy. They want the possibility to be themselves and to bring also their own curiosity, ideas, capacity to do. Um, it's super artificial to fit a person in a box. Uh, and so I think that the, this, uh, this sign of having entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset within the job offers is the fact that today companies know they need uh, novelty, they need to renew themselves. And in order to attract people who are ready for new things and not just to obey what should be done, then this is the sign to, 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 to write. Um, so indeed, I think from the company side and from the uh, employee side, there is kind of a new uh, trust, and, uh, trust and collaboration around the fact that I will let you bring your own uh, life value and capacity that I may not know from the start when I hire you. So it sounds like this is something you both think is, is not going to change. It's kind of shifting what companies are looking for in the long term in the employees that they hire. And probably both ways. Mm -hmm. It's also probably because um, candidates or intrapreneurs in their full lives tend to also look for companies that are willing to consider them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you both touched on it already, talking about these qualities that entrepreneurs have. I wanted dig into that a little bit more. What exactly, if I were to read in a CV or in a job listing, you know, I'm looking for someone with an entrepreneurial spirit. What exactly does that mean, entrepreneurial? What are the, and why are these businesses, not just startups, looking for that quality? For me, I think that the, the kind of fascination or uh, 
the attraction we have towards entrepreneurs and this idea is the, is the autonomy and the ability to think by yourself and to do things by yourself. And so that's really what is an entrepreneur. It's someone that is um, looking inside what could be done, what should be done, how it can be done, and then tries it. So there is no more um, any other authority than his inner uh, observation and reflection that drives uh, him or her. And, uh, and also, an entrepreneur is someone that is um, putting this capacity uh, to the service of uh, the world and humanity. So it's not only for his own uh, interest, so it's not like the same of being just an independent person. It is like, okay, I will bring what is very special within me to the service of everyone. And so for me, that's uh, what we are looking for uh, in an entrepreneur and that's what makes an entrepreneur able to create new things. From the company's perspective, when you put entrepreneurial, for example, in a job listing, are you looking for any qualities in particular? You mentioned some, but maybe linking back to what Meva said, what, what would that mean on behalf of a company, this word, when you're looking to hire someone? There's sometimes an ambiguity between the freedom that is associated with being an entrepreneur and the, the, the other game that is associated to pushing the boundaries within a culture, within a set of values, and within a set of procedures as well, that is defined by a company. And that marks the difference between being an entrepreneur uh, outside of a corporation, whatever its size, uh, small, medium, or large, and playing another game of being an entrepreneur or intrapreneur inside a corporation. I think from the, from the company size, there is a win-win association of both resources that are going to fuel the ideas that the entrepreneur will make life. And at the same time, there, there need to be some kind of compromise on, on a set of principles and also um, a certain relation to time. What is essential, I think, is to accept that uh, the risks that the entrepreneur is taking is a collective risk. It's not his risk or her risk, it's the risk of a body of people who, who are going to be inspired by an idea. And then a collective body of uh, researchers, producers, marketeers uh, or artists or whoever is going to be part of the, of the enterprise within the company is going to, to, to work together to, to implement, to, to deliver. Mm. So I would say, I would tend to think that the fine line between the entrepreneur who brings his own uh, creativity and genius to, to the world and the entrepreneur is that you bring who you are, you bring your passion, you bring your intuition, you bring your vision, but you most importantly bring your leadership. You bring the ability to drive others and to lead a crew. Mm. Um, the entrepreneur cannot succeed by himself or herself. He or she will succeed by leading a crew of others towards a vision. Mm. 
That resonates perfectly, actually, with a lot of things that we've investigated on the choice ESCP's media, where we've looked at some of the skills and necessities to succeed for entrepreneurs. In fact, with Mevo, we've discussed this in the past, and a lot of that comes down to the team that you build around you and your ability to embark everyone to realize this individual will and this desire to bring a solution to your community or to you know society. But it's this capacity to not only do that, to make that action, that choice into action, but then to bring people along with you. So it's really interesting to hear from the company's perspective. It's also the individual, but also their ability to lead that forward within the company. And you mentioned, you know, some, you made the perfect transition into the next question, which is I wanted to talk about entrepreneurship with an I, because obviously companies that are looking to hire entrepreneurs are desiring this ability to then bring new ideas, to then innovate within a company. Do you believe that, and this is a question for you, man. do you believe that all companies are able to accept an entrepreneurial culture? Or are there some that are better prepared or more open to it than others? I think it's both ways. I don't think every entrepreneur will succeed and thrive in any culture. Uh, I think we need to find the right match between what you bring with you, your own universe, and the universe of the company or corporation that is going to make room, make space, to either create a special space, sometimes it's, it's also something we can do, it's designing a space that's a safe space, a safe learning space, where the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur can really shift and become an entrepreneur, unleashing this potential to drive others and to transfer his or her skills to others so that everyone wins. Maybe I can share something on, on this topic. Um, I would say it's a question of uh, integrating the notion of R&D and laboratory mm -hmm. within workspace in general. Not taking this R&D laboratory only in the you know, tech space, but in general, if um, any employee can have this uh, place, and when I say place, it can be uh, uh, like a physical place, but it can be also time, you know, space and time is mm -hmm. uh, connected, where um, this person can try things and just make evolve, take a back step, do differently. Um, this is really like the, the entrepreneur when, when, you know, I'm supporting entrepreneurs at the very beginning of the venture. At that moment, like the big topic is that in the end, they don't know what to put in their agenda. They just don't know what they will do tomorrow. They can fake in their mind that they know, but they don't know because they are exploring and they just do whatever comes to them and they try and they go one step ahead, one step back. And then slowly they, at the end, have kind of a little recipe that they can pursue, but they continue having this laboratory. Within a big company, sometimes I think in jobs, because there are like some things to follow, then there is no space to try and do def differently, maybe to uh, accept that you will do something that has no um, return on, on investment, something that maybe you will pursue for two years and in the end you will throw it in the bin and that's okay. And so this laboratory space, I think it's essential to, for the company to be able to try new things and for the people who are working not to become a kind of um, sterilized into a, a, a certain position mm -hmm. because life evolves all the time. And so this, um, this uh, sense of being uh, ready for novelty and not being afraid of totally changing, that's 
what could be infused, uh, I think, in companies and not only for entrepreneurs. That resonates to me a lot with just kind of general conversations in companies around continuous learning. Because it's also this idea, on one hand, we're talking about you know, bringing in new hires, looking for employees that have this entrepreneurial mindset. But the other, what, what I took from what you're saying, Meva, is, is also in creating that space for all employees, that you might even find talents within your existing talents who have this entrepreneurial capacity, but just didn't have the means or the chance to experiment and find that within themselves. So I think uh, it's a good food for thought for some of the other episodes we've had mm -hmm. in this series where we've talked about how you can bring your employees along with you as your company evolves. And maybe just a little um, like uh, insight on this. It is really based on our education system. All our education system is based on the fact that there is someone that knows what is the right answer and you have to conform to it. And so you, 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 we are totally disconnected to our inner sense of what is the right path and what is the right way. We're just, we have been totally like trained to um, give the right answer that is not ours. And this then makes people who are in companies and that just try to make what is weighted from them and they will never do anything new. So I think there is something, I guess, in uh, HR trainings, uh, the, how can we um, let employee get back to this inner capacity to innovate by themselves and how can we create in the company the space so that they are not fearing the fact of, I don't know, losing their jobs, mm -hmm. uh, losing their salary or, or whatever. There is this fear that makes people conform and uh, mm -hmm. maybe you... you, you know. yeah, and I think that leads actually to a question for you. I mean, it's true that entrepreneurs, we know they're used to kind of being their own boss, right? And leading themselves. And when they find themselves wanting to return to the, you know, the corporate environment, um, from your HR expertise, do you see any ways that, you know, companies can help those entrepreneurs kind of integrate and maybe the hierarchical structure of the company can evolve or entrepreneurs can evolve can integrate into it. Do you have any tips or lessons that you've learned in your expertise? In your experience? I think it's all about diminishing the fear mm. um, and, um, and making more permissions um, in, um, in, in, in systems that uh, for, for, for a very long time um, have been driven by performance. So it's transforming the way we appreciate performance mm. um, and, and how we also reward a collective initiative and uh, how we can um, value the ability to either deliver within a frame or change the frame to deliver differently. Um, the good news is transformation is the buzzword of today, even more than entrepreneurship or uh, intrapreneurship. Uh, I, I can't think of any company uh, that is not addressing transformation today. And it's clear that um, learning is part of the answer um, as we have no clue uh, what types of uh, jobs will emerge from uh, the current transformation. So I think there is a lot of space to, um, to test and learn, to, to start small, to retext and change and go back uh, and, 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 then, and, and then accelerate um, um, from conversations with other um, HR communities and experts. I think the landscape uh, of performance is shifting and entrepreneurs can make a big difference in 
pushing the boundaries. Uh, so I think um, there, is, um, there is a good chance that uh, in the future um, people will be able to spend time working outside of a corporate ecosystem, then join a corporation, leave a corporation, come back um, according to the stage of their ideas and, uh, um, and, and according to their needs. Sometimes you need more time, sometimes you need more resources, sometimes you need a crew more than anything else. Um, sometimes you just need the power of research and development to fuel your ideas. According to your needs, I think um, the, the space um, and, and, and the rhythm and the appreciation of your contribution will be quite different. Um, so, um, so, so I think transformation is a great opportunity for um, entrepreneurs <laughs> for entrepreneurs um, to grow their skills and to transfer their skills to their co-workers. I'd like, you mentioned it several times, but I think it's an important topic and one we've covered a lot at the school is this idea of risk-taking and the likely failure or mistakes that come with. And when we you know, to me, what comes to mind when we talk about entrepreneurship, unfortunately, is this slogan of Silicon Valley, move fast and break things, which I'm not, we're not going to discuss the merits of that because um, <laughs> that would take way too much time. But there is this idea of if you're going to be curious, if you're going to search for solutions, it's like you said, Maeve, it's about testing and it's about trying these paths and discovering where they lead. So there's a certain degree of, of failure that's natural to that process. But from what I've understood, in more established companies, this, this failure is not necessarily always, the culture is not yet prepared to accept that failure in employees or to have alternatives perhaps to measuring success. That was a long comment, but my question for you is, is looking more at this notion of, of failure and in entrepreneurship, how can businesses be more prepared to accompany and welcome that from their employees. And I want to start with you, Mava, because you work with entrepreneurs on every day. And though it's not within a company, you're aware of how to address failure and maybe how to measure entrepreneurship differently. That's a very important and, and, um, and complex. It's not a complex topic, but what is difficult is that the reality is that we have to just erase the notion of failure and success. And I don't know if we are really ready for it. That, that's the biggest complexity. The thing is that if you speak about failure, you speak about success. So there is a way that something is done in a good way. And so there is this stress of, I need to put things into order, and on one side it will be the right answer, and on the other side it will be the wrong answer. But the reality is that it doesn't exist. Like, this is only evolution and change. Every single second of our life is a new moment, mm -hmm. and life is evolving all the time. So. It's more around the fact that not having any criteria, being 100% into what you are doing right now, and uh, putting yourself in, at the service of what you do. And what you do is from uh, taking the bus and speaking with someone next to you to um, realizing a product that will be useful to someone that needs it. But the thing is that if you are able to take out the notion of failure and success, then people can be planned plan like um, fully into what they do. 
they can be peaceful with the fact that there is no possibility to control life. And behind, I know it's pretty deep, but there is the question of death that is within this notion of failure. And if we stop looking for um, succeeding in something, then you, you, then you live uh, in the present and then you are able to participate to novelty. So there's really this idea of understanding that yes, if failure is part, part of the past, uh, pathway, success is also part of the pathway. In fact, both doesn't really exist, you know. And there is this, um, it's all about, uh, you know, we say that to learn how to walk, uh, we have to fall down uh, 1,000 times. But falling is the necessity for walking, so is it a failure that you fall down or is it just a success in your learning process? So it's a kind of metaphorical answer, mm -hmm. but, but I really am trying hard to get the entrepreneur outside from this idea of good or bad that really is killing us since uh, we are a child. Mm. I, I can't agree more. It, it makes me think about Gandhi, mm -hmm. who used to say, I never fail. Either I win or I learn. And I think it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's true of the world that we are navigating. It's, it's all about um, exploring uh, new territories um, and, um, and sometimes um, paving the way for the success of others. Um, I would say if it's, it, it's even more important to look at time and um, sustainable success not just for today or not just for what will happen in, in one year or in two years' time, but more um, a learning curve for a collective body of people inspired by an idea that will achieve together something greater than them. Uh, and as long as we see um, success as a collective journey, I think there is more space to explore, experiment, and lower the stress level of entrepreneurs. Um, and, and the beauty with um, pushing bold and new ideas in a corporation is that you're never alone. You have resources, um, human and financial. You can be backed uh, with mentors, uh, and you are always free to stay or leave and come back. So I think, um, to your point, um, there is no um, failing or succeeding. There is more learning something every time you try and sharing your learning, more importantly. Do you think this is something that companies have succeeded as creating a part of their culture or is it effectively a transformation that we're still going through? I would say it is a transformation that has started mm -hmm. years ago um, and that is now accelerating because it's, um, it's a win-win game. It's, it's, uh, um, it's the interest of any company, I think, to make space for creation to happen not only for great ideas to emerge, but for great ideas to be transformed into something good. And um, the, the, the best uh, 
contributors ever uh, are probably larger companies with an impact. So you make ideas transform society or economy at a larger scale. Well, thank you both for, for those comments. It's clear it's, it, entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship within a company is not a black and white ordeal. It's, it's very much a, a rainbow, most of, of many opportunities, many people coming together. And if I kind of resume something that you said, Marianne, it's a lot of it is about intention and purpose. And as long as that's clearly defined and, and there's this kind of cohesion, things tend to, to go in the right direction. So if I were to ask you both just the exact question that I started with at the very beginning. Are businesses ready for entrepreneurial employees? What would you say? I'd say yes, with no doubt. With, of course, um, two conditions. Number one, um, that time is right. So finding the right, the right place at the right time to create uh, a win-win situation for the entrepreneur to bring the best um, and for the company to fuel the idea in a way that will only promote it and, uh, and, and protect the vitality that the entrepreneur wants to bring. Um, so that would be the one condition, at, at least the first. And the second one is um, making partnership matter. Um, it can't be fake. At some point, um, there is no way in bringing in entrepreneurs that would not have something relevant and impactful to create. Um, I, I understand the purpose of the entrepreneur or the purpose of the uh, entrepreneur to a, certain in, to a certain extent is to make things happen, make a difference, have an impact. So, uh, I would say the second condition, um, when, if and when the conditions are right, is that there is something meaningful to achieve. And everyone needs to see this. So we can shift the organization uh, and we can allocate the time, the resources that will um, help the seed to scale. Great, thank you. Maeva, someone who works with entrepreneurs on a daily basis, would you say businesses are ready to, to bring on board their entrepreneurial employees that they're looking for? In fact, I would say that yes. And I would say that if we say that entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is not about founding a company, but it's about being a full human being that is thinking by himself, doing by himself and participating to the world and for others, then for me, I'm sure that every human being is an entrepreneur in this sense. And so businesses will be ready for this if other business doesn't exist. It uh, can be 1,000 people. If each of us can find back the entrepreneur in itself, and again, it's not about finding a company. It's about having this freedom of being and of seeing and of creating and of participating, then the, the, the communication between big corporations, small corporations, and, and, and any types of activities will be easier because we will have this resonance and we will feel when we find someone, we will feel what is uh, alive in, uh, in him or her. 
that wants to happen. And then you just play together, you know, to make this happen. And, and you have different uh, places, you know. In, in I love to speak about biodiversity. When I say that in the in the nature, within the animal reign, you have many different uh, participants, and no one is alone. And some have different types of energy, and so and I think that this is all what makes entrepreneurship possible. So yes, it will be possible if everybody realizes we are creators. Thank you. Those were wonderful statements to end on. And I think that there's, of course, still a lot of transformations happening. And we're learning to learn in our day-to-day -day jobs. Um, but it's very, from my end, it was exciting to hear your thoughts on the topic and, and where talents are moving. So thank you so much for coming here to speak with me about this. Thank you very much. And it was really nice to do this conversation, <laughs> all the three of us. It was great sharing with you. Thank you everyone for listening to the third episode of ESCP Live, where we dove into the question, are businesses ready for their entrepreneurial employees? With Meva from ESCP's Blue Factory and Marianne, Global HR Director in Fragrances and Beauty. This was the third and final in a series of three episodes that are dedicated to the topic of talents. So we invite you to listen to the two others to discover what is happening in the world of talents today and where are we headed in the future. Thank you so much and I hope to see you over on ESCP's media, The Choice, at thechoice.escp.eu.